welcome to today's episode of the Impactful Authenticity Podcast. My name is Lucy and I'm thrilled to be sharing another book club episode with you this week. With our little break over the new year, I've had chance to read up on most of last year's recommendations, which I'm really proud about. And um, I'm all ready to go with this month's book club reads. I've already got a number of them downloaded onto the Kindle. As always, you'll hear about four different books from our last four guests on the podcast. Tara Safai, Brenda Harrington, Joe Franchetti, and Kate Monroe. And you can visit the podcast show notes on the website impactfulauthenticity.me to see all the titles and authors. So let's start with the recommendation by Joe. I asked her to share the name of the book and a brief synopsis. Here's what she said. Book of choice would be The City We Became by N.K. Jemsen. It's set in New York, and I've actually never visited New York, but I feel like I have after reading this oh, book. Wow. Uh, it's very, um, if you've read Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman, it's a similar concept. It's this sort of underground, bizarre fantasy world is happening in New York, and there's a fight between the sort of the big mega corpse and the small individuals who love the city, but it's happening wow. on like a different plane of existence. And it and the, you know wow. the big mega corpse, sort of the, the avatar of the mega corpse is this big jellyfish monster that is putting its tendrils into everything and slowly wow. destroying the color and the beauty of everything and. The individuals are sort of trying to fight to save the life of the city. And it's, oh, it's just, it's so beautifully written. It has such a diverse character cast. M.K. Jemsen herself is a woman of colour. She has won many, many awards and just, just highly recommend that book. Oh, wow. I don't know that book. I have visited New York, so... Let's see if it actually makes a difference if you've read it or not. Probably not. I think sometimes those books, most of it could be made up cities and they're still just as beautiful. So it doesn't really matter. The way that she writes, each borough of New York has its own character and has its own little avatar who sort of comes up to help fight. And, you know, I think those characteristics are quite important for New York. (laughs) And I'm curious, has it made you think about things differently or have you done anything different? based on your experiences of reading the book? It's really great for putting you in the mindset of a whole load of different characters. And like, I know one of the things that you really like to talk about is um, cognitive diversity. And I feel like this is a book that really helps with that. You know, one of the, Mm. you, we get to see the mindset of a queer character. We get to see the mindset of a, of a, multiple characters of colour, of people who are wealthy, of people who have grown up with mm-hmm. nothing. Um, and I think it's it's really just helped me to think, I guess, about different viewpoints generally. Um, and so I mean, that's something I try and do in my daily life anyway. You know, as a developer, it's really important that we're building things for everybody not just for your your typical able-bodied user so um, I just I love anything that helps me expand that cognitive diversity 
If you're looking for a book that helps see the world through many different lenses and you love a little bit of fantasy reading, The City We Became by N.K. Jemison is the one to take a look at. Interestingly, we actually had two books this month that are based around US cities. This time, the second one being a non-fiction book around San Francisco. I'll let Tara tell you a little more. So the book that I wanted to recommend is Season of the Witch by David Talbot. It is a it's a historical book about the events that occurred in San Francisco in between the years of 19 19- 65 and 1982. And the reason I mention it is because both because, of course, I live in San Francisco and um, it taught me a lot about the city that I'm living in. Mm. Um, And the premise is that those years in particular are important because they laid the foundation for what we see as the cultural ethos of San Francisco now, of San Francisco politics. And frankly, for somebody who wasn't alive during those years, It um, is a beautifully written way of me building a lot of um, knowledge, but also like empathy and love for the place that I live. Mm -hmm. And for people that don't live in San Francisco, it's you can see the reverberations of that time in San Francisco throughout the the country. So I I thought it was a joy to read. Wow. And that's, well, you've got me kind of thinking because I'm, amazed it actually feels like it's very recent history it's not even yeah, like relatively. it was something that's like kind of like being kind of part of the underbelly of San Francisco for a really really long uh-huh. time exactly I mean I think that's the I mean that's one of the weird things about living in the U.S. and living in the West in particular like compared to the rest of the world we're still very very young and at least I was talking to my parents about this I mean it's it's a little bit older than their generation, but they were solidly in the early parts of their life. You know, they were solidly Mm. adults by the time that that period was happening. And in some cases, actually in both of my parents' cases, they were living in San Francisco during that time. Mm. And um, so were many of the other people in my network, um, including my partner's, um, uh, a a relative of my partner's, one of those cousins' wives. And she is a lawyer. And we talked about, I was reading the book at the time and she had been a lawyer in San Francisco during that time. And she said, oh, yeah, like that that one, you know, guy, like this one, Hallinan is his last name. Um, we used to, I used to go to the courthouse. We used to go to the courthouse just to hear him argue a case because he was wow. so good. And still, there are people on the ballot in this last election in San Francisco the person who was running for the attorney general's office. So like, you know, another legal position mm. in, in, um, in our city's government referenced, he not only has a last name of a family that is mentioned quite extensively in that book. Um, but he also literally references says, you know, I'm no, I'm no Vince Hallinan, but bloody, bloody, blah, who is a, yeah. you know, a person who is mm. featured deeply in this book. And, these are within our lifetime. These are my parents and, you know, aunts and uncles as peers. So anyway, I found it, it's beautifully written for those even that don't have a connection to San Francisco. I think it's a lovely way to understand the, some of the cultural phenomenons that we're, that we're seeing. And it's just a good read. Fabulous. Well, we all need a good read, certainly at this time of year. (laughs) So thank you so much for that recommendation. 
Having spent a reasonable amount of time in San Francisco as a visitor, I'm really interested to give this one a good read. I will warn you, when I downloaded it onto the Kindle, it was a little bit long, about 11 hours, so I haven't actually got started on it yet. But I have a flight coming up soon, so it's a great time to dig into a good long book like this. So if you're looking for a historical non-fiction book, Season of the Witch by David Talbot could be a great option. Next, I wanted to share with you the chat that I had with Kate. The book I'd like to recommend is Americana. It's by um, an, an African author called Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Uh, Americana follows a long story of a relationship between um, a man and a woman who grew up in Nigeria and then end up they in, in their adolescence they fall in love, but then things happen and they separate. And one, the woman goes to America, America, and the man follows his own path. It's really interesting um, reflections on life in Africa, about racism, around being black and being an African black in Africa versus an African black in America versus mm-hmm. an American black in America. Wow. And it's it's about identity, it's about belonging, and it's got all the, all the way through it, it's got this sense of longing um, between these two characters. And I just found it compelling um, – the storytelling was fabulous. The colors that you were coming into your mind were just so vivid. Uh, the characters were just addictive in terms of what you wanted to learn about them. And the way that they evolved through their experience was amazing. Um, I highly recommend this author. She's brilliant. Um, I've actually heard her on the Elizabeth Day How to Fail uh, podcast. Oh, and that, that was podcast. a brilliant uh, conversation. And I love her work. So Americana and as a, as a white woman who has no a huge understanding, she has huge privilege um, to really understand different aspects of race, um, just was mind blowing for me. And such, it really helped me to sort of build new perspectives. So that's my recommendation. Hey, and I had a lovely good chat actually after we finished recording um, about this book, and she really. Um, just further went into many of the different concepts of the book around uh, race and and how it's viewed so differently in different spaces and how different people feel depending on the context that they're they're in about um, race. It sounded fascinating and it really actually reminded me a little bit of the book which Larry Chavis recommended called There, There, which if you haven't had chance to read, yeah, I would super highly recommend. Um, It was by Tommy Orange and I couldn't put that book down once I I started reading it. So um, definitely that's a a double plug for for those books. So if you fancy um, learning a little bit more, then Americana by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie is the book that Kate recommended. And we'll take a slightly different turn now. The final book is more of a business book. So if you're looking for something a little bit different to the last three recommendations, then I think the book that Brenda recommended would be a great one for you to consider. Have a listen to what she said. So a book that really had a significant impact on me and part of it was timing uh, is called Outthink the Competition 
how a new generation of strategists sees options others ignore. The author is a gentleman by the name of Kayan Krippendorf. And the book was published in 2012. And it was at a time that we had come out of the financial crisis and, you know, organizations were going through, uh, uh, you know, considerable reorganizations and restructuring and, and, and ideally rethinking. But many were, were really trying to use, uh, apply, I should say, conventional or old solutions to contemporary and modern problems. And so this book really was uh, an eye opener. You know, when, it, when he, he, he did a really good job, the author did a really good job of making comparisons between, you know, what organizations were doing that had been uh, historically always at the top of the Fortune 500 list, for example, and, and had dropped in position and, and looking at, you know, organizations, newer companies that had emerged and were holding those top slots mm-hmm. and, and just different approaches and, and being willing to uh, take different types of risks, think about things differently and, and, and really just take a different approach to strategic to creating strategic objectives and setting priorities. Wow, that sounds fascinating. I don't think I've even heard of that book. So I'll absolutely, oh, thank you. I will absolutely get that on the list. And have you found since reading it that either within your coaching or within your own kind of company, you've started applying some different thinking? So this is the thing. I kind of always thought that way, you know. <laughs> so this just resonated with your own belief before. Perfect. It resonated with me and it was almost an affirmation, right? Because yeah. uh, it, it really, you know, it, it was now it was the message to me that I'm not crazy, right? You know, saying, well, why don't we look at this differently? Or why, you know, what else could be possible? Or, you know, why are they missing that? Mm. I think that there are, are a lot of people who, you know, we talked earlier about con- the, the, the need to conform and comply and, and the comfort of mm. being in lockstep. And, you know, I have historically had a, a different slant on things and 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 really have been willing to kind of step outside of the step out of the lane or, or move into a different lane if you will and so uh it it just really helped to ignite i would say a different way of approaching things for me and it definitely mm-hmm. influenced conversations you know that i was having with certain clients who were who were stuck and you know were were really limiting themselves to one or two solutions or potential alternatives. Yeah. I will definitely get that downloaded on the the Kindle and I probably download it this evening, mainly because I've personally been kind of struggling with this piece at the moment as I think about I'm leaving the company I'm in, I'm setting up my own business. And what everyone sort of tells you to do is like look at what's out there, see what's around. And I've immediately found myself going, oh my goodness, oh, I need to do that then. I need to be thinking about this. Like, And I've just decided like, I'm not going to look at anything anymore. I've got an idea I think is going to work in my head. <laughs> and I'm just going for it. I'm going to just kind of not look at any more websites or not look at any more other distracting things that's starting to influence what I'm thinking about. So this book I feel could be really helpful to just kind of help me just stick to what's true to me. 
skip to what's true to you right back. We're right back at authenticity. Yeah. I'm so glad you said what you just said, because particularly when you're starting a business, you know, you avail yourself of all these resources. You've got to do this on social media. You've got to do this with your website. You've got to do this with XYZ. You've got to create your business plan this way. And there really is no one size fits all. And I think that, you know, I talked about the timing of this book. And I think that when this book was released, I was going through some of that, you know, listening to mm. all of these voices, and which were really more noise for me. Because I mm-hmm. had my own ideas about, you know, what I wanted to, to do and things I wanted to achieve and what I wanted it to look like. Uh, and, and it just helped me to allow myself to, to think about things differently. Rhonda spoke about Outthink the Competition, how a new generation of strategists see options that others ignore that was written by Kaihan Krippendorf. And I found it really helpful personally. And you don't need to be setting up your own company to gain benefits, whether you're in a company or or even when you tackle strategies outside work, this book may have some ideas for you to consider. So with that, Thank you for joining me for another Diverse Book Club. This is one of the things I love about this part of the show. Have a fabulous week. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back to having a guest on the show with another interesting set of stories to tell next week. Remember, authenticity is a journey and small steps can make a big difference. Take care. Take care.